Hey lovelies, welcome back to Spiritually Connected, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft, spirituality, healing, and the paranormal. Um, Today we're going to take a little trip back in time and do a little back to basics episode on how to actually start practicing witchcraft. Because the question that I get a lot of the time when it comes to like my social media platforms and everything, um, being like a very open witch, um, is people ask me like, how do I start practicing witchcraft? Where do I begin? And so I wanted to give you guys a quick little lesson, just put in my two cents, um, because it can be really overwhelming at the start, but like... I wanted to give you all some guidance. So we're going back to basics for an episode, back to back to witchcraft. I feel like in the more recent episodes of this podcast, we haven't talked about witch, witchy shit as much. We've been more doing healing and paranormal stuff, which I love those too, but I, I want to add some witchcraft to that to that area. You know, I want to add a little spice to it. Um, so yeah, um, I am super excited for today. Like I'm actually like, I just raked leaves for choir and I'm going to go see a show with my friend, which I'm very excited about because some of my other friends are in it. Um, I just ate some really good soup and I have an Arizona green tea next to me on my bed, which, so I hope she doesn't spill, but everything is really good right now. And so that's just a mini life update for you. I'm very enthused about today. My throat is really scratchy. I don't know what it is. Like I'll be fine. Like I'll be completely fine talking like the whole day. I will talk completely fine. And then I sit down to record the podcast episode and suddenly my throat gets super itchy. I'm like, what? When did this happen? <laughs> Why me? Um, but yeah, anyways, back on track. Sorry. I just had a little, had to have a little rant for a second. Um, Before we get into this podcast episode, I wanted to remind you guys that I don't get paid for this podcast, so if you'd like to send tips, they are always greatly appreciated. My Venmo and my PayPal, as well as some instructions on how to tip correctly, are in the description of this podcast episode. Um, Anything helps just to keep the podcast supported, sustainable, you know the deal. Um, But without further ado, let's get right into this podcast episode. Okay, so you guys know that like what what's about to happen is not a stereo like a, a stere not a stereotypical but not a typical thing that I do on the podcast but when I sat down to record this podcast episode I had such a strong urge to pull some cards for you guys so I got out my modern witch tarot deck which is the one that I call my lesbian deck because it's all women um and I pulled two cards for you guys so these are a couple messages take what resonates leave what doesn't I just want to give you a really quick reading before we get into this podcast episode because I just like something in my intuition was just telling me that like people need to hear this, people need to hear this, so I was like, okay, I'll pull some cards, I'll give some messages, and then we'll move on with the podcast episode, right? So, anyways, the first card that we got is the Eight of Cups, um, which is kind of just a sign that it's time for you to walk away from things that no longer serve you. Um, If things aren't making you happy anymore, things or people, then they shouldn't be a part of your life, and there comes a certain point where we have to make those tough decisions, and we have to walk away from things that don't bring us joy anymore. Um, November is a time for changes, for growing, for healing, for letting go. Um, I had a mutual on TikTok. Her name's Clarissa. Was it Clarissa who did it first? It was Clarissa who did it first. No, but my mutual Clarissa, right? Okay, so she... (laughs) I'm sorry. She... Clarissa, I promise I know your name. I just wasn't sure if it was you who I saw do the trend first. Not the trend, but like the video first. And so I was just trying to think of that. Anyways, but um, she said in this video, she was like, November always feels like the Five of Cups. And for me, the Five of Cups is like related very heavily to the Eight of Cups because the Five of Cups is the sorrow and the grief and the sadness 
Um, and then the Eight of Cups, which is just a couple numbers down, is moving on from that and realizing that things don't bring you joy anymore and moving on from that. So I just thought that was a really interesting connection that I got that card for you guys. Um, anyways, go follow Clarissa. I love them so much. Anyways, um, next card, the Empress. This is the time to get in touch with your divine feminine and energy, babe. Be creative, enjoy the sensuality of your life because you deserve to enjoy it and it'll be a whole blast for you. Um, it's, it's time for you to get in touch with your creativity and to enjoy like sensual pleasures of life. And that doesn't even have to be like sensual, you know, like bam chicka wow wow type, type sensual, right? It can just be like feeling and, and, and seeing and like all five of your senses, like learn to activate those five senses this week. Um, because that does have a lot to do with Venus and a lot to do with the divine feminine and the empress. Um, so yeah, those are your messages for the week. Leave behind what no longer serves you and get in touch with your divine feminine this week. Um, again, this is not a normal thing. Should I make like cards of the week a normal thing on the podcast? Should I start doing that more often? Cause I thought that was kind of fun. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Let me know what you guys think. Um, but let's get into the actual podcast episode now. Um, we're going to start off by just defining what witchcraft is, right? The internet defines witchcraft in many different ways. Like if you Google witchcraft definition right now, you'll come up with at least like six different incorrect meanings. Um, Merriam-Webster dictionary says the use of it's one, the use of sorcery or magic or two, a communication with the devil or familiar. Um, Oxford Dictionary says, one, the practice of magic, especially black magic, two, the use of spells. Now, people have a lot of misconceptions surrounding witchcraft. Um, for anyone who is aware of literally anything in the witchcraft community, you know that those, none of those definitions are correct, right? Um, first of all, I should address this right off the bat, everyone whether you're a witchcraft practitioner or not, should know that black magic is a racist term and should be removed from your vocabulary. Um, I've explained that a little bit more in depth in another podcast episode, I believe, but just to throw that out there, don't use terms like black and white magic because they are rooted in racism. Um, So can we not do that? Thanks. Second of all, witchcraft has nothing to do with the devil. Some witches may work with, like, demons or other demonic-type entities, um, but most witches don't even, like, believe in the devil, so I don't know how that... Oh, sorry. That all got started. Um, I don't know where that came from. But anyways, my personal definition of witchcraft is I think that one... Or is one that I think that many people in the community like the witchcraft community would agree with. Um, I say that witchcraft is a practice in which people harness the energies of nature in order to change their reality. Um, You'll notice in that definition, I did not say witchcraft is a religion because guess what? It's not. Um, Many religions from paganism to even Christianity incorporate witchcraft. Also, let me know if you guys want a podcast episode about how Jesus was 100% a witch because I have been wanting to do that episode forever, but I don't know if people want to hear about like my religious theories or if it might be like too controversial or anything you know um but witchcraft itself is a practice it's not a religion um so witchcraft is the practice of harnessing natural energies in order to change your life and yes anyone can be a witch anyone can practice witchcraft it does like you don't have to be born into it you don't have to have ancestors who are witches anyone can be a witch and also witch is a gender neutral term so i don't want to hear anyone saying that men can't be witches because they 100 percent can Um, the next thing that I want to talk about really briefly is misconceptions surrounding witchcraft. Um, first of all, 
we don't worship the devil. We don't. We don't worship the devil. I mean, some, like, I work with Lord Lucifer, but that's not the same thing. I mean, like, Christians think it is, but, like, it's not, you know? Like, Lord Lucifer is not the devil. I work with him. I don't worship him, right? We don't, like, like, sacrifice or eat children, which I know that that's more of a fairy tale witch type thing, um, but I have been asked that as a witch several times, so I just feel the need to address it. I don't sacrifice babies. I don't eat children. Not my vibe. Not something that I go for, right? Um, witches aren't evil. Like, the, the, are there people who are witches and are bad people? Yeah. There are also Christians who are bad people. There are also, there's every single religion and practice of any kind has bad people. Everything has bad people, man. Like, bad people are all over the place. Um, but witches, like, being a witch doesn't inherently make you evil, and that's the main thing that we need to, to keep in mind. Um, also, witches aren't a cult. Witches aren't in a cult. We're not even in one religion. Like, witchcraft is spread throughout, like, every religion ever. So how are we going to be in a cult when we're in different religions? And some of us don't even believe in, like... Like, I've met many atheistic witches who, like, just don't believe in any god or, like, stuff like that. Like, every witch has different religious beliefs. So how are we going to fit into a cult? How would that work for us? Right? So we're not in a cult. Just feel the need to clarify that. Hey, lovelies, it's Promotion Greta stopping in to tell you that if you'd like input and features on the podcast or just want to learn more about witchcraft and divination in general, you should subscribe to my Patreon. I do collective divination on there. I post my spell recipes and it's the only place where I actually like teach about my craft in depth. So you can subscribe for as low as $5.55 a month at patreon.com forward slash Greta Chapkin. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash Greta Chapkin. Okay, the absolute best way to actually start witchcraft, and I stand by this opinion, I've had this opinion forever, I stand by it. The absolute best way to start witchcraft is research. And no, I'm not talking about typing in witch talk on TikTok to see what pops up or looking for hexes for beginners on Pinterest. I mean, real, reliable, actual information. Um, Books are the way that I think is the best to learn about witchcraft, especially because social media teachers of witchcraft are often unreliable. Um, When I mention that you should do your research from books, people often tell me they can't afford them, but guess what? There are sites that you can get witchcraft books for free. Um, You can download so many books on sites like Z Library as a PDF. Even if you can't afford to spend all your money on witchcraft books, you can still use books to research um, through all kinds of different things, right? So like, anyways... Um, I have a pinned video on my TikTok, um, that's at spiritually underscore connected if you want to give her a follow, um, with some book recommendations, and so do a lot of other creators, but even with books, you have to be careful that you're getting the correct resources, right? You have to make sure that you cross-reference whenever you can and use your critical thinking skills, and please watch out for red flags. Um, now, I wrote a list of some red flags in witchcraft books, um, inspired by Chaotic Witch Aunt who made, like, a TikTok series about, like, red flags in witchcraft books, um, so I created my own little list that I'm gonna read to you in a second, but definitely check out Chaotic Witch on, on TikTok, um, first of all, any book that says only women or, quote, real women could be witches, not only is that linked back to sexism, but it's also linked back to transphobia, two things that we're not a big fan of, right, not not vibing with sexism and transphobia so that's a automatic red flag in a witch 
in a witchcraft book, right? Also, demonizing love magic or baneful magic. Now, I'm not saying people who don't agree with them. I'm saying people who demonize them. Because baneful magic and love magic are both based in POC practices, and they have important histories behind them that often get neglected when people are shaming um, those who practice love magic or baneful magic. Um, They, like, if someone is shaming those practices, it is their internalized racism most likely writing that. Um, And that's not a good thing to put in your brain. Also, there's so much historical background information, like I said, about, like, baneful magic and love magic that's often like heavily suppressed surrounding POC practices so please keep in mind to get like reliable sources don't read books that are like love magic is bad and here's all the reasons why like don't do that don't don't do that right like if anyone's demonizing love magic or baneful magic that's a red flag in a witchcraft book right okay three the use of slurs This is self-explanatory if the author uses slurs that they cannot reclaim or just slurs in general because I'm thinking and I'm like, why would you put a slur in a book ever? You know, like if it was like a story, like maybe, but like in a witchcraft book, why would you need to use a slur? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's okay if it's if they can reclaim it, right? Like if it's been used against them, but Generally, the use of slurs in witchcraft books is a huge red flag, especially slurs surrounding Romani people, because people still use the G slur surrounding Romani people. Um, Just throw it all around, right? People still use it. Don't identify it as a slur um, when it is. And it's used in a lot of witchcraft books. If you see the G word on or on or in a witchcraft book, that automatically makes it less creditable because... People don't understand that there's different, like, there's, there's historical connotations behind that, that we don't want to, we don't want to be doing that, right? Okay. Um, anyways. Also, okay, four. Anyone who uses closed practices that they are not a part of. This includes white women who write about hoodoo and voodoo or elements surrounding other, like, closed practices. Um, this can also include deities and the use of white sage and palo santo in other closed practices literally i've seen i once went to like a metaphysical shop and i picked up a book and it was like voodoo and hoodoo and then i looked up the author and it's a white woman and i was like oh my god (laughs) no one should be buying this because that's not reliable like white white women don't know anything about white women can't like have no right to be teaching about hoodoo or voodoo because those are both closed practices that are associated with poc it's not something that you should be teaching about, Deborah. What are you doing? Literally teach about anything else. <laughs> anything else. Jesus. Anyways, sorry. Guys, this just gets me worked up a little bit. Gotta be so straight up with you. But anyways, fifth red flag, any book that says white magic or black magic. I've touched on this before. I touched on this earlier in the episode. White and black magic are racist terms and should be removed from everyone's vocabulary, whether you practice witchcraft or not. I'm going to say that again. Black and white magic are racist terms and should be removed from everyone's vocabulary, whether you practice witchcraft or not. That's all I have to say. If a book says white or black magic in a certain connotation, or just in general, if it, like books that are like white magic, how to be a white witch, that is internalized racism. 
that is internalized racism. Stop. Anyways, sixth um, red flag that I got for you. Sixth? I feel like my lisp is really coming out today. Is it? Is that just me or is it like actually, actually happening right now? Because I feel like my lisp is coming out. Anyways, um, six is treating the threefold law or literally anything that has to do with Wicca as if it's something all witches do. Um, there are so many issues with the religion of Wicca. I'm not going to go deep into that right now. Let me know if you want me to do that in another episode. Um, but Wicca has been called out for like cultural appropriation. It's been like a whole thing. Like Wicca is a religion that a lot of witches really look down upon. Right. But also not every witch is a Wiccan. Um, religion, religion, Wicca, sorry, Wicca is a religion. Um, witchcraft is a practice. So things like the threefold law, um, which is big in Wicca, does not apply to all witches. Um, in case you don't know, the threefold law is basically the idea that if you do baneful magic, the negative energy will come back to you three times over. Um, I don't practice with the threefold law. I'm not a Wiccan. That's a Wiccan practice, not something I believe in, right? Like, everyone has different beliefs surrounding that. But, like, basically, the threefold law does not apply to you if you don't believe it. Like, if you're not a Wiccan and you don't believe in the threefold law, it's not gonna apply to you, babe. And the last red flag that I wanted to briefly mention is talking about the divine feminine and the divine masculine as if they are gendered. Now, feminine and masculine make it seem like it's related to gender, but in reality, divine feminine energy and divine masculine energy are within us all. Um, It does not depend on your gender, whether you have them or can work with them. And so using them as gendered terms is really harmful. Um, So if they try and separate the two as if they're not like if as if we don't like always need both like we need a balance balance is key take a shot um <laughs> but the it, it's it's important to keep in mind that we need a balance of both right like it's, it's not a good thing to only have one or only have the other and especially if you're basing that off of gender um other things to keep in mind just really quickly while finding witchcraft books um google the author if they're a white supremacist chances are you should not be reading their book. Um, I have sadly seen many people read books about witchcraft that are literally by white supremacists. I'm like, bae, maybe Google that author next time. Maybe that could be a good idea for you, <laughs> you know? Um, I realized I started st- sounding like Germbot. Like, do you, do any of you guys watch Germbot on YouTube? Because I love him. He's great. He's like my favorite YouTuber ever. But like, I realized that I've started talking like him because I watch him so much. Anyways, just a small information. A- observation not information i'm sorry my brain is all over the place today anyways last thing take everything with a grain of salt witchcraft is something that everyone has different beliefs surrounding take everyone's opinion with a grain of salt i don't think there's necessarily a right and a wrong way to practice witchcraft unless you're like culturally appropriating obviously but i feel like that goes without saying you know okay now that we've talked about this all how do I actually start practicing witchcraft? Okay, so you're doing your research, you know what witchcraft is, how do you start practicing it? I would say um, the best thing you can do is to start small and focus on the practice that you would like to build. If you're into divination, get a tarot deck and pull a card every morning. If you want to get into spell work, start with a simple little protection spell. Your practice is yours to create. There are a lot of people who feel the need to like label their craft, but I talked about this before. I just think that labels like storm witch or like divination witch or love witch just limit us when it comes to witchcraft. Um, Start small with your practice. 
and begin to incorporate witchcraft into your everyday life. That is the best way that you can start with witchcraft is just find something that you're interested in, research it, start incorporating it into your everyday life. And that's the best thing you can do. Um, another question that I get a lot, like asked a lot from beginner witches is what is beginner friendly? Now, a lot of witchcraft practitioners have a lot of strong opinions on what is and is not, um, quote, beginner safe. But when it comes to witchcraft, I have my own opinions and I don't think anyone's opinion should be taken as like 100% fact. Um, I believe that there are certain things that beginner witches should not be doing, but again, that's just a personal belief. Um, this is just based off of my experiences, what I've witnessed, what I've seen, and my practices. Um, simply, there are some things that baby witches or beginner- I hate saying baby witches, I don't know why I just said that. Beginner witches should not be doing because they often require more energy, research, and information, and a different level of maturity that you develop throughout your craft. Um, first of all, hexes and curses- Hexes and curses are more intense baneful magic. Um, I think that a little jinx for like a beginner witch, like that shouldn't be your first spell, but like if you're still in the beginner realm, like a little jinx is fine as long as you're being safe and protective. Hexes and curses are more like an intense version of baneful witchcraft um, and they can backfire so easily. So it's really, really important that you know what you're doing when it comes to hexes and curses. Hexes and curses also take a certain level of emotional maturity um, that some people who are just getting into witchcraft do not always possess. It kind of comes with with the experience of the craft throughout the years, right? Um, intense, baneful magic takes more energy and maturity than a lot of other kinds of magic, so that's why I kind of tell people to shy away from it as a beginner. Um, but yeah, the second one that I think that we should not do as a beginner is domination-based love magic. Um, Love magic can also backfire so, so easily, Um, and especially domination-based love magic is a lot of power for someone who may not know how to deal with it all. Um, There have been tons of horror stories surrounding domination-based love magic done by beginners, and believe me, I know this because I made this mistake and I still have to deal with it to this day. So, from someone who's experienced this, when you're a beginner, don't do domination-based love magic. Um, little attraction spells go off. Like a little, like, you you do you, queen. But, like, wait and work your way up until you do, like, domination-based, like, magic. Because that can be, like, really intense. And it's something that you're probably going to have to live with for quite some time. So it's a big decision to make, right? Um, and then the last thing is deity work. Um, it's important to keep in mind that deity work and deity worship are different things. Deity worship, I think, is fine as a beginner, but actually having a deity, like, relationship, like a relationship with a deity, takes so much energy and research and maturity, and it's hard work. Deity work is not fun and games. It's a transactional relationship with divine beings, and so working with deities can be a lot more work than people realize. Um, I have found personally that most beginner witches are not necessarily ready for deity work um both maturity wise and emotional like wise and also nobody realizes how much work deity work is until they actually get into it because deity work is not just like a once in a once in a blue moon type of deal right like it's it's important um these are usually like gods that you're working with like they're divine beings um it's also important to keep in mind that trickster spirits often try and convince beginners that they're a specific deity and then attach to them and drain their energy i'm sure you guys have heard of this but 
just I feel the need to point it out as long as we're talking about beginners and deity work, right? Okay. Okay. So I get asked a lot. No, I do not offer free readings and no, I do not offer spell work. I do, however, offer inexpensive and accurate tarot, palm, astrological chart, aura, and oracle readings. Um, My prices start as low as $5 and I cover all kinds of things in my readings. So DM me on Instagram um, at spiritually connected readings to book a reading. No numbers, no punctuation. Again, that's at spiritually connected readings on Instagram spelled correctly. And I will not message you first for a reading. Don't let the scammers get to you. Okay, guys. So, sorry, that sounded so sarcastic for some reason. Okay, guys. (laughs) Like, that just sounded like pure sarcasm, but I promise it's not. Um, This episode, I thought it was going to be, like, short, but it's... So far, we're at 24 minutes, so, like, we're doing good. Um, But, yeah, that's basically all I have to say when it comes to, like, starting out with witchcraft. I hope that this was helpful. I hope it gave you some new perspective. I hope you know where to go from there. Um, if you have any questions, you can always DM me. Can't guarantee that I'll answer because I don't really teach for free. Um, but if you want to subscribe to my Patreon, then I'll, then I'll teach you, right? Like that's, that's, that's the deal there. Um, all of my socials will be linked in the description of this podcast episode as always. So if you want to go find some more witchy content, then those will always be available to you. Um, I hope you all have an amazing day or night or whatever it may be for you. Um, at least where I am, it's super nice out. So if it's nice where you are, go out, enjoy nature, live your life, enjoy the autumnal vibes, right? Get outside, breathe in some fresh air, all very good things. Um, but I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day and I love you so, so, so much. Blessed be.